Hello, everybody, and welcome to Momhood Unfiltered, my long-awaited third episode um, because I have a newborn. (laughs) So I haven't been able to do any recording. And uh, those of you who have kids, you understand what that's like. So um, yeah, so that Momhood Unfiltered, this is... um, a platform that I'm using to reach out about um, all things to do with pregnancy, pre and postnatal, and motherhood, uh, fatherhood, parenting, um, through all the stages as as I experience them, Um, just to connect with all of you, to um, find similar experiences, to um, find support and also to offer support and to be a connection for you as well. My name is Nicole, and um, for this third episode, I want to um, dive into my birth story with Claire, my my second baby, um, because it was an exciting one, and uh, a lot of you have been asking about it, and I've kind of teased a little bit about it um, on social media. Um, but I want to, um, I want to get the whole story off my chest cause I feel like I just need to get it out there, um, and put it into words. Cause I still like, it's been, you know, it's been over a month now and I still, um, and kind of in shock, <laughs> I guess about, uh, about the way things went. And, um, yeah, so let's, let's put it into words and, um, let's do it. So, um, I want to start by saying that I had very a very clear plan in place. Those of you who know me or work with me, you know that I'm a, I'm a planner. I've got checklists. Um, I had a very clear clear idea and expectation for uh, for this birth, and I went into it fully knowing that it may not go as planned, um, but nothing could have prepared me for how things unfolded. So, um, especially because it was textbook with Sebastian. Um, I figured second birth would be very similar. Uh, maybe just, you know, everything happening a little bit faster. So with Sebastian, um, I woke up in the morning, maybe around three in the morning with some mild contractions they slowly progressed throughout the day. I think we called the midwife maybe around noon or one o'clock. Then we went to the hospital. And um, I think like Sebastian was born at like 8 p.m., like 8.04 p.m. After, um, I think I was admitted to the hospital around like three or four in the afternoon by the time they, you know, take you through triage and everything. So, but everything had a very... Um, textbook progression, slow, controlled. I knew exactly what was going on. And so I expected the same for this one. So in preparation for birth, I had my hospital bag for the most part packed. Claire's bag was fully packed. Um, But I assumed that I would have some warning and that I would know, okay, contractions are starting. I better start preparing and getting things ready to go to the hospital. Um, because I had a whole bunch of food prepped. I wanted to be able to, you know, bring a cooler with me to the hospital, um, so that I could have, you know, some good food and things that I know I can eat. Um, 
And, um, like I didn't, I didn't pack things like my toothbrush and, um, the, the sandals or the slides I was going to wear at the hospital and like a few other small items like that. There were a couple things that I hadn't packed yet because I figured I would have time to do that. So what happened was Sebastian got that, uh, that stomach bug that was going around. He brought it home from daycare on, on the Wednesday, um, before his birthday, his birthday was Saturday. So the Wednesday before he comes home, he's not feeling well. He throws up that night, throws up again, Thursday night. Um, and Josh and I are trying really, really hard to keep everything sanitized, keep our distance because well, I was nine months pregnant. I did not want to get sick. <laughs> um, but Saturday morning, Sebastian's birthday, I wake up feeling extremely nauseated, like way beyond, um, the third trimester nausea that I had been feeling and like heartburn through the roof. Um, so I kind of forced myself to eat some breakfast around 10 30 in the morning. And that was the last thing I ate all day because I just felt so, so sick. So I spent most of the day, most of Sebastian's birthday in bed or sleeping on the couch. Thank God my parents had come up for the weekend for his birthday. Um, cause I was useless. And then halfway through the day, Josh started feeling sick as well and ended up getting a fever. So poor Sebastian for his birthday, like mom and dad are both incapacitated upstairs in bed. He had dinner and like did happy birthday and cake and the whole bit with, uh, with grandma and grandpa. So thank, uh, thank goodness that they were here. Um, thank goodness that I have such amazing parents, but anyways, so, um, early afternoon, I thought I had a contraction. It's like, Hmm, that felt like a little bit more than Braxton Hicks. Um, but maybe it's just cause I'm so tired and maybe, you know, maybe it's just cause I'm not feeling well, but it was like, Hmm, whatever. And then I had a couple more of those that were really like random and like half an hour to an hour apart. And then somewhere between two thirty and three o'clock, I threw up, which throwing up when you're nine months pregnant, I don't recommend. And right after I threw up, I started getting regular contractions. Now they were mild. Like I could talk through them. They were uncomfortable, like, like bad period cramps. Um, but just annoying enough that I couldn't get any sleep. So they were like two to three minutes apart lasting about 45 seconds, but they were mild. And so that went, they went on for a couple hours. And so I started wondering like, is this labor? Is this just because I'm sick? Like what's going on? Um, I couldn't keep anything down. Like couldn't keep water down, nothing. And then, um, I realized after all this, I hadn't felt the baby move in quite some time. And she was normally a very, very active baby. So I got a little bit concerned. And so, um, Josh said, well, why don't we call the midwives? Like, this seems like a pretty good reason to call the midwives. So yeah, so it was around five o'clock. I called the midwives and just kind of explained what was going on. Um, and she kind of reassured me that, you know, like the baby is probably okay. Like, um, even though I hadn't really felt her move much, 
um, you know, the fact that I was dehydrated, my blood sugar was probably really low because I hadn't eaten anything all day. Um, that babies is too, right? Cause you, you share everything with the baby. So that probably explains why she hasn't been moving. Um, also the, the vomiting was probably a little bit traumatic. I had thrown up several times between, um, the, the first one, which again was about like two thirty three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, between then and like seven o'clock I had thrown up quite a bit. So, um, she said, you know, it's most likely just that if it's labor, it's going to announce itself. You're going to know the contractions are going to start progressing. They're going to start getting more intense, but if nothing's changing, um, it's most likely the, the contractions are just a result of the vomiting. So she said, go get some gravel, um, get some Pedialyte, try to keep something down, get yourself like some popsicles, something you can just suck on, try and get, you know, some hydration and get your blood sugar up. So try that. Can't keep anything down still. Um, she calls back at seven o'clock to check in. So I kind of let her know, okay, I'm still vomiting. Um, baby's still not really moving. I had felt a couple things, but you know, like it wasn't the six movements in two hours that they look for. And some of them, it was hard to tell, like, was that movement or was that like a contraction? I don't know. So she suggested that, um, I take a bath because she said like, most likely what's happening is you're vomiting, which is irritating the uterus, which is causing the contractions, which is then irritating your stomach, which is making you vomit. So she said, go take a hot bath. Hopefully that'll help to relax some of the muscles, calm the contractions down. Um, still, you know, like keep trying to keep gravel and water, Pedialyte, whatever you can still keep trying to get some hydration and some blood sugar. Um, and you know, hopefully the gravel will take. And she said, I'll call you back in two hours. So, okay, I go have a bath. Um, and I think the gravel was finally starting to work at this point. So between seven o'clock and nine o'clock, I didn't throw up anymore, but the contractions started to get a little bit more painful. Um, and they were the same as they were with Sebastian. They were mostly in my low back, like the back of my pelvis, like SI joints. If you know anatomy and you know where those are. Um, so, um, it got after the bath, I ended up having to put my tens machine on my low back cause they were getting, um, you know, like really uncomfortable. Um, so nine o'clock midwife calls back. So, you know, she's like, okay, how's it going? Checking in. I told her I hadn't thrown up since the last time we spoke. I had my bath and I've got a TENS machine on my back right now because contractions are getting stronger. And then, sorry, I always forget to silence my phone. <laughs> this is real life. Um, uh, yeah, so I told her the contractions started getting stronger. And then as I'm saying that, like, I think I had been on the phone with her for like maybe 20 seconds. I had to drop the phone and run to the bathroom because I had to vomit again. Um, and this one was, it was, it was violent <laughs> to, to just, you know, the only word I can think of describing it right now. Um, and I started contracting while I was throwing up, which again, I do not recommend. So while I'm like dry heaving and contracting on the floor in the bathroom, I hear Josh like grab my phone and he was going to tell the midwife, you know, like, oh, we'll call you back. But she must have said no, you know, like, just hold on. Um, and then so I can kind of hear the one-sided conversation happening. So 
she must have asked him, like, is she throwing up? Like, what's happening? And so I can hear him say, like, no, she's still throwing up. Okay, I think she's done throwing up now. And then I had another contraction on the floor in the bathroom. And this one was, like, it that the last, like, vomiting session I had sent the contractions through the roof. Like, there was no slow progression. It went from, like, like a 5 out of 10 to a 12 out of 10, just like that. So yeah, the midwife could hear me, I'm assuming. Um, and I heard Josh say, no, this one's a contraction. And then I heard him say, okay, we'll see you soon. So back to what I said at the beginning about how I had not 100% prepped my hospital bag. So now here we are, it's nine o'clock at night, Sebastian's in bed. So I'm trying not to make a lot of noise while I'm having these insane contractions. Um, and in the like 45 seconds to a minute that I have in between contractions, I'm trying to tell Josh, you know, like go get my toothbrush and oh, and I need you to go and grab this and go and grab this. And, um, you know, those, those little things and, um, trying to figure out how we're going to get to the hospital because Josh has a fever, so he can't take me. So we decide, okay, my mom's going to drive me. Um, we get in the car, we get out. I've got just my house coat on. My mom's trying to put a coat on me. I am sweating buckets. So I'm like, no, I'm like, my house coat is fine. We throw some boots on me, get me in the car. Um, the contractions in the car, the whole way to the hospital, I felt the urge to push. So I'm fighting the urge to push. My water hadn't broken yet. And I really didn't want it to break in my mom's car. And then halfway to the hospital, I, I remembered, I don't think I saw Josh put my, my midwife package in my bag, which is like when you, when you work with midwives, they give you your file in case you end up going to a different hospital or going to the hospital without them so that whoever, um, whoever works with you has all your information. So um, I call Josh and ask him if he or my dad can bring it to the hospital, just meet us at, uh, at the birthing unit. So, so he does that. We go to the hospital, we make it there. Um, the doors to the main entrance closest to the birthing unit are locked because it's after hours. And there, apparently there's a phone you can pick up to call to get somebody to open it. My mom couldn't figure it out. There were no, um, wheelchairs at this entrance either. And like, there's no way I could have walked all the way to the elevators and gone up to the fourth floor. It wasn't happening anyway. So I was like, mom, let's just go to the emergency entrance. They can take us up from there. So we drive over to emerge. We go in, I'm in the middle of a contraction on the way in the doors and trying to scream, trying to instruct the, without screaming, trying to instruct the, the nurses and people who are, who are handling us on the way in. Like I need to go to the fourth floor. My midwife is waiting for me in the birthing unit. Like take me upstairs. That's where I need to go. And they just kept saying, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll sort all that out as they are wheeling me, um, back behind triage into some room that wasn't really a room. It just had like curtains and it was, I don't know. Anyways, we get in there and I'm still saying like, where's my midwife? I need to go upstairs. And then the OB who was on shift that night just happened to be in ER at the time, um, working with another patient. So he comes in and 
wanted to check me. Um, but again, I'm in the middle of a contraction. So he's like yelling at me, trying to get my attention. Um, which you'd think an OB would know when, when a woman's in the middle of a contraction, you don't yell at her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but anyways, we get, yeah. So he's, he's there, he's yelling something at me and there's somebody trying to take my house coat off and trying to figure out where the wires from my TENS machine pads are going and like trying to figure that out. Someone else is taking my pants off and my boots and they're, they're putting me up on a gurney and I don't know where my mom went. And I look around and there's like 20 people in this room. Like there had to be at least 15, 20 people. So the, um, the OB checks me, I'm fully dilated And in between contractions, whenever I had a moment of clarity, like I was finally like, okay, where's my mom and why are there so many people in this room? So thankfully the OB did, you know, tell any non-essential people to get out. Um, But there was still at least 10 people in the room after that. Found my mom. So she came over, she's with me. My midwife shows up. um, So she kind of pushed the OB to the side and, and took over and which was awesome. So she checks me again. My water hadn't broken yet. Um, and then Josh shows up and I had totally forgotten. Oh, Josh was supposed to meet us upstairs. So I guess he had in his feverish state rushed to the hospital, ran up to the fourth floor and is like, I, this is for my wife, you know, and, and of course, cause I wasn't up there, they're telling him, well, we don't have a patient here by that name. So he's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And then just, you know, like had a thought, well, maybe something happened in the car on the way there and they had to go to the ER. So he drives over to the ER doors, sees my mom's car there, runs inside and they just wait. Like, he's just like, I'm looking for a pregnant lady. So they waved him back into the room and thankfully they didn't screen any of us. Like that's this, I think this is the silver lining in this whole crazy story is that they didn't screen any of us. They waved Josh right in. So I've got my mom beside me. My midwife shows up and then Josh shows up. And that was like, I was so upset that he, because I thought he wasn't going to be able to be there for Claire's birth because he has a, he had a fever and with like COVID precautions and things, I was like, there's no way they're going to let him in. Um, But anyways, he was there. So that was fantastic. My midwife broke my water. And there was uh, meconium in the water, a lot of it, um, which was not surprising because I had been throwing up all day. It's very traumatic for the baby. It makes them poop inside and that can cause issues if the baby stays in there for a long time. So as soon as my midwife saw that, she was like, okay, Nicole, we got to push. Let's go. Um, I really wanted to deliver on hands and knees uh, because that's what I did for Sebastian. Um, There's a lot of research to suggest that that is a a much easier position to deliver in as opposed to on your back. Um, But for whatever reason, they they wouldn't let me flip over, whether it was just because they were concerned for my safety, baby's safety, you know, they didn't want me to fall off the table, whatever, I don't know. Or maybe there just wasn't time. Anyways, so I had to deliver on my back. Um, and because everything had progressed so quickly, like, remember, I like my contractions started increasing at seven o'clock. 
So like, I had really only been in active labor for like under two hours. And, um, so because of that, um, the, everything was like really intense. Like the tissues didn't have time to kind of stretch out the way they do with a longer labor. So it was quite painful. And even though I had fully intended on having a natural birth with no interventions, no medications, unless, you know, it was medically necessary. Um, I remember asking for, uh, pain medication, um, uh, a couple times, I think I asked for it. And then I remember Josh, uh, hinting at the fact that I didn't need it because I had done it before, um, without it. And, I remember the midwife saying, getting this baby out will be your pain relief, Nicole. Um, so it's like, okay. Um, so, so I, I delivered on my back, which is not how I wanted to deliver. Um, but I did it in a, a very short amount of time. I think from the time that Josh got there, the time that she broke my water, um, to when Claire was born, it was less than 10 minutes. Like it, it was fast, um, and frightening. Um, I remember screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm pretty sure everybody in the hospital heard me. Um, and I remember them having to repeatedly tell me, um, to hold my legs up because again, it was really uncomfortable. I don't know how women deliver on their backs all the time. Cause I did on my hands and knees with Sebastian. And let me tell you, totally different experience. Um, Anyways, so she was born, um, at nine 59. So seven o'clock was the start of contractions starting to get more intense. Nine o'clock they jumped to like, okay, she's coming. And then nine 59, she was born on Sebastian's birthday, which I still can't believe Like that was the running joke all the way through my pregnancy because I was due four days before his birthday. I went nine days over my due date with Sebastian. So was probably going to go over with Claire. So that was, yeah, everybody was like, oh, watch, she's going to be born on Sebastian's birthday. And sure enough, she was. Um, so, so that's kind of cool. Um, and I hope everybody who was at the ER, who was working at the ER that night, got a good show. Um, Because, again, there was a lot of people in the room. And um, I was really hoping for it to just be me, Josh, and the midwife. But anyways, a whole lot of people got got a good show, had a little bit of excitement um, that night. So so right after Claire was born, Josh said, okay, I'm glad you guys are okay. I'm glad I could have been here for that. I'm out. Cause again, he had a fever, right? So he left, he went home, went to bed. Um, they wheeled me upstairs, you know, got me settled, uh, in the maternity ward and everything. And, you know, did all the, the testing and stuff that they do. And once I was settled up there, then my mom says, I can't stay. I have to go. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to stay with me. She's like, no, no, no. Like I'm sick. I need to go. So apparently in the like 24 hours that my parents had been visiting, they got the stomach bug too. So my mom was sick all night. She was at home throwing up. So that just added to the chaos. Um, so plus side to me being sick all day, they put me in like a quarantine room. 
in maternity. So I had a private room that had a double set of doors. So it was extra private, extra quiet, which was really nice. And people were only coming in, like nurses were only coming in if they really needed to, um, which again was really nice. Um, downside, um, was it because everybody at home was sick? Um, even like the next day, once Josh was feeling better, they wouldn't let him come back in. Um, cause they just, they, they couldn't take the risk, right. Of, of, uh, there being like an, you know, stomach bug outbreak in the maternity ward. So, um, they did let me stay in the hospital an extra day because everyone at home was sick and I wouldn't have had, um, much support and there, you know, there was a risk to Claire getting sick. So they let me stay an extra day, but I had to stay there by myself, um, which kind of sucked, but again, it was nice that it was a private room. So, um, I'm trying to really focus on all the positives that came out of this crazy experience. Cause there were a lot of negatives. And again, it was, you know, a very, very far cry from what I had hoped for and what I had planned for and anticipated. Um, but at the end of the day, I came out healthy, no tearing surprisingly, um, which I thought for sure there would have been considering how fast the delivery was and how painful the delivery was. Um, but I didn't have any tearing. Claire was healthy. There were no um, complications or risk of infection. Um, even though, um, there was meconium in the uh, amniotic fluid. Josh got to be there. I had both my mom and Josh with me. Um, right. So lots, lots of positives, uh, that came out of it. And, um, I really have to give kudos to Marie, my midwife, who was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, just kind of flying by the seat of her pants, being called down to the ER, having to deliver a baby in the ER. Um, and you know, just everything kind of being asked backwards for her, but she did amazing. She took great care of us. And, uh, just a little funny side note, it turned out that the OB who was there that night, um, wasn't a regular at the hospital. He was just kind of filling in. So Marie didn't recognize him. She didn't know he was an OB. She thought he was, um, an ER doctor. So when she got there, she like completely pushed him out of the way. And then afterwards, was like explaining to him what to do with the placenta and the cord and all this stuff. And he just, he just took it, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And then afterwards she was like, Oh shoot. Um, sorry about that. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so everything turned out well, despite being totally crazy. Um, really, really grateful for, um, for my, my team of midwives, um, Colleen, Marie and, and Audrey, uh, they took great care of us before, uh, and after. And, um, I won't be seeing them again. This will be, this is my last baby. So sadly I won't be seeing the midwives again, but maybe we'll, we'll pop by for a visit. Um, yeah, so that is my birth story, my crazy, crazy birth story. Um, and I would really love to hear some of your experiences. If there's any, any of you who had something similar, um, to what I experienced, I would love to connect with you on that. Or if you have, um, you know, crazy things, wild things that, you know, spontaneous things that happened during, um, during your deliveries or, you know, things that just were really unexpected, I would love to love to hear that. So make sure you hit me up on, on social media. Um, you know, throw me a message or a comment, um, on Instagram or Facebook. And, um, yeah, I'd love to, love to chat. I'd love to see, 
um, how your experiences went. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the support, all the wonderful messages of, of kindness. And, um, uh, it's really meant a lot. And, um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get back to normal routines and working out soon. So hopefully I'll see a lot of you very, very soon. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Thanks again for listening.